0: hello london we are ready for your vote hello i'm stephen perkins and this is douze your eurovision loving podcast from the team that brings you binge watch it may be the off season but i am still here every fortnight or so taking deep dives into the history of the contest and thinking about what the future might hold Now, back in 2017, Salvador Sobral won the contest for Portugal with the song Amar Pelos Dois and set an as-yet unbroken record for the highest number of points awarded at Eurovision, with a whopping 758. But Portugal also set a second record that night. Having made their debut at Eurovision in 1964, it took 53 years for them to clock up their first win, longer than any other country. Many countries have had a long wait between their first appearance at Eurovision and their first victory. Finland had to wait 45 years from their debut in 1961 until Lordi's triumph with Hard Rock Hallelujah in 2006. Greece took 31 years from their first entry in 1974 until Helena Paparitsu won with My Number One in 2005. Belgium were the last of the countries who debuted at the inaugural Eurovision in 1956 to win the contest, and they had to wait 30 years for Sandra Kim's victory in 1986 with Jem Lavie, and it took Yugoslavia 28 years for their first appearance in 1961 until Riva won in 1989 with Rock Me. But as long as all of those nations had to wait for their time in the spotlight, there are still some countries who have competed in Eurovision but are yet to experience the sweet, sweet thrill of a win – 24 of them to be precise. So this podcast is dedicated to all of those triers, the eternal bridesmaids, the countries who have never won the Eurovision Song Contest. As ever, I should warn you that what follows involves an awful lot of me attempting to pronounce names and song titles in languages that I do not speak. I can only apologise in advance for the inevitability of being severely wide of the mark on more than one occasion. I'm going to start with a country that has come agonisingly close a couple of times but never quite made it over the line. Malta. Out of all the countries currently competing at Eurovision, Malta has gone the longest without ever scoring a win, having made their debut in 1971. In fact, some of you may have already done some swift mental arithmetic and worked out that, as of this year, if Malta ever do win Eurovision, they will at least equal Portugal's record because 2024 will mark the 53rd year since their first appearance. It should be noted though that they haven't competed quite as many times as you might think, because after their first three appearances in 1971, 72 and 75, they took a long break from the contest and did not return until 1991. Malta are in fact the most successful country never to win the contest, having finished in the top three four times, first clocking up a third place finish in 1992 for Mary Spiteri with Little Child, and then again in 1998 for Kiara's The One That I Love, finishing just one point behind the United Kingdom in second place and only six points behind the winner, Dana International of Israel. Ira Losko then took Malta to the runner-up spot behind Matthias Marie N in 2002 with 7th Wonder, and Kiara returned in 2005 to go one better than her last result with the song Angel, taking second place behind Greece's Helena Paparitsu. Unfortunately, things haven't really gone Malta's way very often since then, they've only made the top 10 twice since 2005, finishing 8th in 2013 and 7th in 2021, so it looks like Malta might be waiting a little while for that elusive victory, although they did win their semi-final in 2021, so we definitely shouldn't count them out. I'm going to be working through all of the countries featured in chronological order of their debuts, and that means the next one on the list is a very different story. Morocco made their first and last appearance at Eurovision in 1980. They are to date the only African country to have competed at Eurovision, but they didn't make much of an impression. Their song Bitterkat Hob," performed by Samira Ben Said, only scored seven points and finished second from last in 18th place. There seems to be very little sign of Morocco showing an interest in returning to the contest, so for now it seems sensible to file them under 1 and done. Next on the list is Cyprus, who made their debut at Eurovision in 1981. And you probably don't need me to tell you what their best result to date was. It was, of course, the second place finish for Eleni Ferreira in 2018 with Fuego. This was, however, their first top 10 finish in the finals since Lisa Andreas' Stronger Every Minute finished fifth in 2004, and it came off the back of several years of either finishing in the low 20s or failing to qualify for the finals entirely. One factor that came up when Cyprus were within grasping distance of the win in 2018 was whether they actually have a suitable venue to host the contest, and apparently that is currently not the case, although I'm sure they would use an eventual Eurovision win as an excuse to construct one. We come next to another country that has come Ever so close, but never quite got over the line. Iceland, the only Nordic nation never to have won Eurovision. They are the second most successful country after Malta never to win the contest, with two second-place finishes. Selma's All Out of Luck in 1999, which finished 17 points behind Sweden's Charlotte Nilsson, and Johanna's Is It True, which finished in runner-up to Norway's Alexander Ryback in 2009. Unfortunately, the victim of the biggest winning margin under the old scoring system, finishing a whopping 169 points behind Fairy Tale, despite being the superior song for my money, and I appreciate that's probably a fairly unpopular opinion. And of course, I can't not mention the great non-Eurovision of 2020, where Daddy or Gagnamani were widely expected to walk it with Think About Things. So, Selma's entry was probably a very apt title. Iceland are exceedingly unlucky at Eurovision, with their best hopes either going up against an extremely big hitter or a global pandemic. But their moment has to come sooner or later, right? The next country on the list doesn't have quite such a strong record. Slovenia made their debut in 1993, but have only made the top 10 three times since then. Their joint best finish came with their second appearance in 1995, as Prisluni mi by Daria Svagya finished 7th, and then Tanya Rybic managed 10th place with Ziboudi Zay in 1997, and Nusa Dorenda equaled their best finish in 2001 with another 7th place finish for Energy. Since then, it's been a fairly lean time for Slovenia at Eurovision, with even fan-favourites Joker out only managing 21st place this year. So while we should never rule anyone out, I suspect we won't be heading to Ljubljana for Eurovision anytime soon, though of course they did get to host the qualifying round in 1993. Next up is Bosnia and Herzegovina, who, like Slovenia, also joined the contest for the first time in 1993, but unlike Slovenia, haven't been showing up for it very much lately, with only one entry in the last 10 years. To be fair, when they do enter, their track record isn't too bad. They've managed six top ten finishes, with their best result being third place in 2006 for Hari Matahari with Leila. But it appears that ongoing financial problems have made it too difficult for them to enter Eurovision since their last go in 2016, and unfortunately that situation doesn't look like it will be resolved anytime soon. But broadcaster BHRT has stated that it is keen to return to the contest eventually. Of the three nations who made their debut in 1993, Croatia is by far the most committed to Eurovision, having only missed two contests since then, in 2014 and 2015, caused by financial issues and a string of poor results in the previous years. Their best results came in their early days, with a fourth place finish in 1996 for Maya Blagdan with Saveta Lubov, and fourth again in 1999 for Doris with Maria Magdalena. But, since they returned to the contest in 2016, Croatia have only made the finals three times, with their best finishes being 13th place for both Jacques Koudek in 2017 and 3 in 2023. Personally, I still think Mia Dimšić was robbed of a final spot in 2022 with guilty pleasure, especially considering some of the absolute dirges that got through that year, but then I am only one man with very limited voting power. That brings us to 1994. A big year for newcomers, as this was the first official appearance by all of the new countries who hadn't made it through the qualifying round in 1993, plus a few others. And of those seven nations, only Estonia and Russia have since gone on to win the contest, so we've got a fair few nations to talk about. Romania arrived in 1994 after non-qualifying in their first attempt in 93, and have competed every year that they were eligible since then. Their current best finish is third place on two occasions, once from Luminita Angel and System in 2005 with Let Me Try, and then from the incredible duelling pianos of Paula Selling and Ovi in 2010 with Playing With Fire, who were only eight points behind Turkey in second place. Again, they've had a fairly chequered history recently, only qualifying for 5 out of the last 10 finals. But when they do qualify, it tends to be something very memorable and often very memeable, like Ilinka featuring Alex Florea's Jodolit in 2017 or Urs in 2022 with Yamame. So I feel like we should never underestimate Romania. All they need is that one year where a big idea from them really breaks through. Slovakia are up next. And I have to confess to having a very slight personal interest in this one, because last month I went on holiday to Vienna, and while I was there I decided to take a day trip to Bratislava. While we were wandering around, because this subject is rarely far from my mind, I thought hey, I wonder what Slovakia's history at Eurovision is like? And the answer is honestly not great. After failing to qualify in 1993 and making their official debut in 94, they've only competed at Eurovision seven times. Their best finish was Marcel Palonda finishing 18th in 1996 with Shim Nasmas, and since the introduction of televised semi finals in 2004, they've competed four times and never made it out of the semis. Their latest attempt was in 2012, but the latest word from member broadcaster RTVS is that they are busy working to secure the necessary funding to return in 2025. So, you know, watch this space Bratislava 2026 also debuting in 1994 were Lithuania, who did not get off to the best of stars when Orvidius Vizniowskas finished last with zero points for Lopcini Milimai. Now, you might not think you know Lithuania's best finish at Eurovision, but when I tell you what it is, it will almost certainly ring a bell. In 2006 they were represented by a Lithuanian supergroup called LT United with a song called We Are The Winners. Do you remember? It was that one that looked like a line of bank managers chanting, We are the winners of your revision. we are, we are. Sadly, this tongue-in-cheek effort didn't quite become a self-fulfilling prophecy and only made it to sixth place that year. But it is, as I said, their best result to date, which just goes to show there is a lot to be said for turning up and looking confident. They've qualified for 7 out of the last 10 finals, and the best result of those was DiscoTech by the Roop, which finished 8th in 2021. I still feel it's a case of when rather than if Lithuania wins the contest, but who knows what the future holds. Up next we have Hungary, another from the class of 1994, which also happens to have been their most successful year at Eurovision. After failing to make the cut in 1993, their first official entry was Kinec Monjam el Vitkemet by Friderica, and while I don't always provide an English translation for song titles that are in foreign languages, I feel compelled to do so here because it's an absolutely wonderful title. It essentially translates as To Whom Shall I Tell My Sins, and it's actually a really lovely song that's definitely worth a listen if you don't remember it. This one carried them all the way to 4th place, the heights of which they haven't seen since, with their best recent placing being 8th place in 2017 for Yossi Papai with Origo. However, Hungary haven't actually competed since 2019, and indeed, member broadcaster MTVA didn't even broadcast the contest this year, suggesting that a return is not high on their list of priorities. No official reason has been given for their withdrawal other than a vague statement about prioritising the promotion of Hungarian popular music instead, although... Rumours persist that the LGBTQ friendliness of Eurovision has made the Orban administration wish to distance the country from it. And speaking of countries who had their best result in their very first attempt at Eurovision, up next is Poland, the last of the 1994 debuts. Poland's first official entry in Eurovision was Tony Ya, or It Wasn't Me, nothing to do with Shaggy incidentally, by Eddie Togorniak. Who finished in second place with 166 points in 1994, and at the time this was the best placing for a debut nation since the very second Eurovision in 1957, and it was a distinction that Poland held right up until Serbia's win with their debut entry as an independent nation in 2007. Poland have only managed two top 10 placings since then, most recently with Michał Spack's Color of Your Life finishing 8th in 2016. So that brings us to the end of the countries who made their debut in 1994, and that seems like a good place to leave things for now. Don't worry, I'll be back next week to finish the job and talk about the other 12. And in the meantime, I'd love it if you could subscribe to us on your podcast platform and maybe even leave a nice review if you're feeling that way inclined. Until next time, good night Europe and good morning Australia.